Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Notice this. We said to you that we know it's his will to heal the sick because his word says so. And so when this young woman came with her baby for prayer, I thought to myself when the pastor said, Lord, heal this baby if it's your will. I, I said to myself, I hope she didn't listen to that pastor's prayer. I didn't have the boldness to call him down and correct him, and yet I suppose he should have. I should have done that. That, however, would have had to be done in love because if it weren't, it would do more harm than good. So I said to myself, I trust that she didn't listen to his prayer because if she did, he injected doubt into her mind. He told her through that prayer that this healing of her child might not be God's will because he said, Lord, heal the child if it be your will. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Will of God in Prayer, by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. We know that healing the sick is His will. Now, don't we know that? How do we know that? We know that. Because the scripture tells us that Christ bore our infirmities and carried our disease. We know that because the word of God said, By whose stripes ye were healed. Now we need to get the word settled in our hearts. We, particularly in full gospel circles, have divine healing as one of our fundamental beliefs. I've read most of the statements of fundamental truths that full gospel churches believe and supposedly preach, whether they do or not. And they make the, the statement of healing and give scripture to back it up. Such scriptures as Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, which states, Surely hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes were healed. And then again, Matthew 8, 17, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Then I found this out, and really it's quite strange to me coming from a denominational background, that people would uh, state that they believe one thing and practice something else. Now I received light on divine healing on the bed of affliction. Just, uh, I tell folks all the time, an old Baptist boy reading Grandma's Methodist Bible. And I received my healing. I fellowship with full gospel people because they believe in divine healing. And when I found out that they taught the Baptist and the Holy Ghost, I was filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. Then in preaching in full gospel circles, someone would come for healing after the service very often. Now I have in mind a young lady who came with a baby in her arms. The baby was sick. And she wanted the pastor and me to pray for the healing of this child. Now really, she came to the pastor and he said, Brother Hagin, pray with me here for this child. Well, we laid hands on the baby. I began to pray in faith, believing the word that himself took that child's infirmities and bare that child's diseases so that that baby would not have to bear them. I was appropriating that promise. But I heard the pastor say, Lord, heal this child if it is your will. Well, I'll tell you, I wish for the boldness of Smith Wigglesworth. But you know, I'm just not of that nature. You have to be who you are, you know. But Wigglesworth was quite bold. 
And he would just yell right out loud, stop him, stop him, oh God, stop him right now. He's charging the atmosphere with unbelief. And you know that needs to be done sometimes, but I'm just simply not that nature. Anyway, a pastor uh, who knew Wigglesworth personally, for whom when he was a young minister, Wigglesworth had preached a meeting, said they went out to eat together. And that Wigglesworth asked him, the pastor, to pray, so he bowed his head in public, you know, in the cafe, and softly prayed. And he said Wigglesworth just shouted right out loud so that everyone all over the restaurant could hear him. My God, young man, if you're going to pray, pray. Don't just sit there and mumble over your food. He jumped to his feet, lifted both of his hands, and started praying at the top of his voice right there in the restaurant. He was of the nature that he believed if you were going to do something, do it. And if you're not, then just shut up about it. Well, I don't know, but what he's just about right about it. You know what I mean. He tells about one such incident in his book, Ever Increasing Faith. Now, if you don't have one, get it. I've worn out four or five of them. I just keep reading it over and over again because it feeds me. After all, I keep going to the table and eating. I've had eggs for breakfast the past uh, number of years. Now, I'm not going to quit eating them just because I've had them last year. Are you going to quit eating bacon because you had bacon last year? No, I ate bacon for breakfast 20 years ago, and I still eat it because it's good. Do you see what I'm talking about? Don't just read these books and lay them down and forget them. Don't just read these Bible lessons and lay them down and forget them. It won't do you much good. You would starve to death if you just had breaking and eggs 20 years ago and never ate any more in, 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 since then. Or, or if you just had a meal last week and said, well, I ate last week and there's no use in my eating anymore. I'm going to wait until next year before I eat again. Well, you'd be dead before next year got here. Keep feeding along these lines that build your faith and build you up. Well, I was talking about Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth was talking in his book, Ever Increasing Faith, about going to pray for a sick person. There were two other ministers present beside himself. He said he had just received a little light at the time on healing, and uh, that uh, really he, he didn't know too much about it himself, and he knew these other ministers didn't even believe in it. But anyway, they all went along to pray for this sick lady. He asked one of them to pray, and when he started praying, he prayed all around the world. That's the way Wigglesworth put it. He prayed for all of the missionaries. He prayed for all the orphans. He prayed for all the widows. Well, they were in that room for it. They were there to pray for the woman on the bed. That's why we're not effective in our praying a lot of times because we pray all around the world and never get to the thing about which we should be praying. Now, it's all right to pray for the missionary. It's all right to pray for the orphans. It's all right to pray for the widows. But there's a time for that. Well, this lady who was sick was one of these preachers, the wife of one of the preachers that was there that day. The doctor said she would never regain consciousness, she was unconscious, and that she would die. So finally this fellow said, now Lord, here's our fellow minister, his wife's going to die. You see, he just accepted his final, what the doctor said. Now I pray that you would comfort him in this hour of bereavement, give him grace for this dark hour ahead of him, and he closed his prayer. Then Wigglesworth said he asked the woman's husband, who was a minister too, to pray. And he started praying, oh yes, Lord, answer our brother's prayer. Help me. My wife's going to die. Help me in this hour. And Wigglesworth said, I just shouted right out loud, stop him. Stop him, Lord. Stop him. He's charging the atmosphere with unbelief. Well, you know, that's what he was doing. They had her dead. If you listen to some preachers and some people, they will never get anything from God. You'll never get anything from God. They will have you dead before you are. They will have everything just piled in on you and bury you alive. Wigglesworth said that he had never anointed anyone with oil for healing in his life, but he knew the Bible said do it. 
So in his hip pocket, he had a whole pint bottle of oil. He didn't know how to anoint her, so he just took the cork out and poured the whole thing on her, the bedclothes and all. It wasn't that which healed her, but it was his faith and belief in God. And so he said, Oh Lord, heal her now. Just a short prayer, that's all he said. When I said that, he said Jesus appeared at the foot of the bed. I saw him. The other two preachers didn't see anything. No wonder they didn't see him. They were too far down the well of unbelief to see anything. They couldn't even look up and see the light. All they could see was the darkness. This woman who was unconscious came to and she saw Jesus. She said, there's Jesus, there's Jesus. Then the Lord disappeared and she rose up well. Now that was a denominational minister's wife who rose up well. It wasn't her husband's faith because he was, he was saying, dear Lord, help me, she's going to die. Help me in this hour. It wasn't the other preacher's faith because he said, now this pastor's wife is going to die. Help him in this hour. No, it was Wigglesworth's faith as he believed God. God manifest himself. He didn't pray if it's your will. He just said, oh Lord, heal her now. And it happened. Now I made mention about a lady, young lady, a young mother who came with a baby in her arms. The baby was sick and she wanted the pastor and me to pray for the healing of this child. Now then, we laid hands on that child, the baby, and we began to pray, and I began to pray in faith, believing the word that himself took that child's infirmities and bare that child's diseases so that that baby would not have to bear them. I was appropriating that promise, but I heard the pastor say, Lord, heal this child if it's your will. Now then, notice this. We said to you that we know it's his will to heal the sick because his word says so. And so when this young woman came with her baby for prayer, I thought to myself when the pastor said, Lord, heal this baby if it's your will. I, I said to myself, I hope she didn't listen to that pastor's prayer. I didn't have the boldness to call him down and correct him, and yet I suppose he should have. I should have done that. That, however, would have had to be done in love because if it weren't, it would do more harm than good. So I said to myself, I trust that she didn't listen to his prayer because if she did, he injected doubt into her mind. He told her through that prayer that this healing of her child might not be God's will because he said, Lord, heal the child if it be your will. Again, we may want to relieve ourselves of all responsibility we want to put all of the responsibility on God, then we can say, well, that must not have been his will because I prayed, if it be thy will, you do this, and he didn't do it. Therefore, it must not be his will. In other words, we're putting all the responsibility on God. We don't get out that easy, even if we want to. Most of, of us do not want to accept any responsibility. We'd rather put it up to God. That's the truth. But friends, God has given us his word. And so you see, if that pastor had really known God's word as he should, he would have joined right in with me in faith. And the prayer of faith would have saved the sick. The Lord raised the child up and it would have been healed. But instead of that, he acted in unbelief. So we weren't in agreement. And, and there's no doubt that the, the young mother followed her pastor. And so you see, they thought they were being humble by saying, Lord, heal this child if it's your will. And really didn't know that they were being stupid. People often come to me and say, Brother Hagin, why won't the Lord heal me? Then they will give me all of their qualifications sometimes for being healed. But you know, friends, people don't get healed on their qualification. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. 
This month's special offer is the Overcoming Prayer Package, which includes the Art of Prayer book by Kenneth E. Hagan and the three CD series from Ken Hagan, Prayer, the Power Plant of the Church. Both tremendous resources are just $29.95. That's a savings of $6 off the retail price. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You can watch Rhema Praise mm-hmm. uh, on the video podcast at rhema.tv mm-hmm. on the internet, or you can listen to the Rhema for Today radio podcast. That's right. Or you can read the Word of Faith magazine online. There's all kinds of live church services at 10 a.m. on Sunday and 7 p.m. on Sunday. Or you can and watch then, us on Roku. And on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. That's so, right. So, hey, yeah, and on the new deal, the... The, I can't pronounce it. So. Roku. Roku. Okay. That's right. I'll let you do it. I yeah. Mean, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but. <laughs> but it's some kind of new deal that, and a lot of people know about it. We have our own channel. Yes. That's... And stuff is on there almost uh, immediately. Church services are on there. Events. Uh, events. All kinds of things. So yes. just go and watch. Are you trying to determine what your next step in life is? Are you called to ministry or just want a deeper knowledge of the Bible? Now is the time to take action. Join us at College Weekend at Rama Bible Training College this November 9th through 11th. Attend class sessions, meet with instructors and the dean, plus much more. Call 918-258-1588, extension 2238, or register online at rbtc.org. That number again is 918-258-1588, extension 2238, or online at rbtc.org. Don't wait. Make a decision that could change your life. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, the will of God in prayer. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.